Hello and welcome to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. I'm your host, DJ Cornerstone, and my co-host is none other than Dr. William Sullivan Sr., better known on the show as Doc. We'll discuss the boundaries of our communities of things known and unknown and offer listeners a new connection to forward progress that creates a new culture that we all can be a part of harmoniously. Please stay tuned for special information at the end. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Yo, this episode, we'll be talking about the power of a second chance, overcoming failure. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Oh, we're good, Mike. You know... You know, I always got to check in with y'all, see how you see how you feel All during right. this good weather we're having. Yes. It's been a beautiful day around here in Joliet. Nice. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, check it out. Hey, before we get started, hey, this past weekend, we had a great time. And I mm-hmm. tell you what, at the graduation party for my daughter, Janae, I'm so glad that y'all was able to come and make it. And uh, I tell you, it was it was a fantastic time. We got to enjoy each other on the outside of work. You know what I mean? So that was great. And yeah. then, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, no, it was a really good time. Yes, absolutely. And then on Sunday, man, Doc came over to the church and just preached the house down. Mm-hmm. Preached the house down. I tell you what, man, it's, it was a very powerful message, you know? And I tell you what, it was very exciting. Very exciting and soul-stirring. Wow, man. Excellent, excellent. (laughs) Yes, I enjoyed my stay and my time. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get on into this, setting the table. We're talking about the power of a second chance. The power of a second chance. Overcoming failure. Now, we have all fallen short of expectations one time or another. But life always offers you a second chance. It's called tomorrow. Every second, a seeker can start over. For his life's mistakes are initial drafts and not the final version. I mean, that that right there in that statement itself. Like I said, we, we still haven't reached the final version. So it's always the chance to start over. Now, I mean, when we look at different people and different athletes, one come to mind, of course, is Michael Jordan. I mean, he has uh, several quotes on failure. And he says in some of his quotes, if y'all don't mind me sharing with you, uh, the key to success is failure. He says, I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and miss. I failed over and over and over again in life. And that is why I succeed. Wow. Who want to start off on this? That's good. That's encouraging. That's real encouraging because... um, it lets folks like me know that are still kind of failing <laughs> that uh, <laughs> one day there shall be success. Mm-hmm. So 
Absolutely. When you're building something, you know, like you so say, you start off, you don't know everything that goes in it. You just start off with a dream. And it's like, well, I, I got this dream that is, is calling me to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. But like you say, you start trying to lay it out and try to move forward in it. And then when things ain't going right, you get very discouraged. I mean, I can talk about different things in my life. For instance, back when I, uh, back in 1997, I was working at this one place in Naperville. It was like an injection molding company. And mm-hmm. we were making plastic tops. Like, you know those McCormick tops that goes on top of like seasoning shakers and stuff like that? All yeah. those plastic yeah. tops like that? Well, I was working at a place that made that. And I had been there 10 years. But I had a, a urge to want to be my own boss. I wanted to have my own business. So what I started doing was I started a, a hand car wash on the side. I would go work there, and then I would work with the car wash on the side, and then I would hire people to work the car wash when I was at work. And I did that for a few years. And it started out with a bang. I mean, I was getting details, uh, assignments from dealerships in the area and was growing. And it got into it, and then we got into that second year. It seemed like everything changed. It seemed like everybody wanted to open up a car wash at that time. Uh, and and oh, so... The people that I was getting cars from the dealership, the all of a sudden now competition steps in and they want to do it for half the price that I was charging. And at a it got challenging. And then at the point I ended up having to close it. But like I said, at least I tried it and went out there. But like you said, uh DJ, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't let it stop me. Because I ended up having to go get another job and everything. But what happened was I ended up getting this job working at this picking and packing warehouse. And they only paid like $9 an hour. And I'm riding this little scooter around picking and packing parts. And I got a boss, man, a supervisor coming up to me who's making nine twenty five, dollars telling me, hey, you ain't getting it done. You ain't picking and packing enough. Now, I'm just and closed down. I'm used to being my own boss. So you know how frustrating that was. Him coming to tell me that I ain't doing the job right, this, that, and the other. And I was like, wow, it's got to be a better way than this. It's got to be a better way than this. And then I just kept moving on. And then after a while, I just say, look, i tell you what. Uh, I'm going to go look for another job. <laughs> And that's what I did. I ended up calling in on one job, went and got another job, got a raise, got my own vehicle, and was going out locating utility lines and different things like that. But anyway, the point of the story there is you just got to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep moving forward. And I I never forgot that entrepreneurial spirit that I had. I never forgot that because after a while I got on my feet and I purchased a two-unit building. So now I'm in real estate and I'm building real estate and different things like that. And then got another place, was renting it out, then built a new house. I said, all right, we do. This is all right. But guess what happened? 2008. Oh, snap. What do y'all yeah. think happened in 2008 with real oh, estate? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I ended up having to sell a place. Actually did a deed in lieu 
on another place. And all that mean is it foreclosed in it, but I just gave it over and then instead of fighting them in court about it. And I tell you what, that was disappointing too. So, like I said, you're going to face some obstacles. You're going to face some failures and different things like that. But guess what? You still got to keep moving forward. You just can't give up that dream. So I ain't, ain't going to hog the mic, though. But anybody else got any input? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That, that, I mean, I think we've all been able to um, realize here this uh, today that, um, I mean, failure has come to, you know, it, sometimes it comes on the pathway to success. Mm-hmm. And many times it's part of the process. Uh, you know, um, definitely part of the process and, you know, Proverbs 24 and 10, which we'll deal with it throughout the, throughout the segment. It says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. What it's saying is we're going to have adversity when we're mm-hmm. going after things, you know, but um, you, you got to maintain your strength. Uh, you know, you, you, you got strong strength to persevere. You know, can you get a door shut in your face and still come back? Can you close a business down and not lose the passion? You know, because mm-hmm. you could have just succumbed to, you know, I didn't ever know that story. I knew you were in real estate. I thought maybe you had inherited real estate. But now just to hear that, it's like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's amazing that you stepped back out and that you didn't allow, you know, your adversity to, to cause you to lose heart. Mm-hmm. As you as being an entrepreneur, you know, a, a CEO, your own boss, mm-hmm. and so I mean, wow, that, that's that's yeah, that's good, that's good, yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, man, that's it. I mean, just uh, you just got to be able to persevere, and even the scriptures say, don't despise small beginnings, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I mean, because it's. You you know there it is. I mean, on the road to success, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Many times, your small beginning is your seed to your harvest. Yeah. And so um, I would encourage people. You know, hey, yeah. <laughs> well, Man. it's it's funny you 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 mentioned about persevering because see, okay. going through that process of dealing with re- real estate, having it and lost and losing it, and then understanding the part about managing debt because see in 2008 what the lesson i learned is if you carry too much debt while you're trying to build a business that debt is what's sucking your income and your profits away of money that you could be reinvesting in another part of the business now you may need a little bit to get started but you shouldn't take on more than you can handle just because the bank gives you the okay to have it See that that that's right. a key point there because you can go in there and show them your income and different things and they say, well, yeah, you qualify for this much and you qualify for that much, and then you go in there right. thinking, okay, well, I max it out because I'm gonna get the bigger bang for the buck. But guess what? When that adversity coming and economy switch and you're not prepared and you don't have anything stored up, like I said, now you have to start selling off assets. And right. see, that's okay. that's the challenge. But see. What I learned in that scenario right there, guess what? A few years later, I I got back in, built, well, I already, I kept my original house, but 
I went ahead and bought another two-unit building. And see, what I learned this time is, guess what? Pay off one asset before you get the next one. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, oh. some of y'all probably heard of the Dave Ramsey class or whatever, different things like that. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up going through the class, and only not only did I go, go through it, I actually shared it with my church and taught it at my church. So I understood the ins and outs of it, the different things like that. And... I picked up a lot of valuable uh, business information on how to run a business and different things. Now, we know Dave Ramsey talks totally debt-free, so I'm not taking nothing away from that because that is what some families need. But if you can know how to manage debt, you still can survive. You need to know how to manage it. So, long story short, one of those houses that I had, I ended up keeping and paying off along with the house I was living in. And that house became seed for the next one that I purchased later on. And it came a few years later. And what I learned is, guess what? Another thing is sometimes you got to do some of the work yourself. Now, you see on TV, we got all these shows with these DIY projects, <laughs> DIY projects and different things like that. Guess what? You can't hire somebody to come in and do all the work for you. You, you may think it's better to do that, but guess what? That money you paying them is going out. And so you may need to do some of the work yourself. Google or YouTube or do something. And that's what I ended up doing on the next project. I ended up doing a lot of the work myself to get it in a position to be profitable right off the bat. So what I'm saying is, oh, and through your failures, oh, you got to learn those lessons of what you got to do. And yep. no better teacher than experience to teach you how to overcome them. So now when I look at my life, for the most part, I have three units rented out. And they are doing very well for the point. I mean, they're doing very well for the, for the most part. But I don't think I'll ever be in a position where I'll lose them again. Put it that way. And I think that's the major lesson that I learned from losing the first time. So when we look at Michael Jordan here, Michael Jordan said he failed over and over, or he he lost the game many times over and over. If we look at him and his life and where he's at now, we know Michael Jordan is what? Billionaire. And all because what? He didn't quit. 
And see, that's the kind of message. That's the message we want to get out to our listeners today. Don't quit when you're going through adversity. Because the power to overcome and to succeed is in the process of going through that turbulent time. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break real quick here, and then we'll be right back talking about the power of a second chance, overcoming failure. This is Mike, and you're listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show. All right, everybody. We are talking about the power of a second chance, overcoming failure. Our brother Mike shared uh, some of his endeavors that he's been able to uh, use the, the, the lessons learned to help him get to where he is right now. And Doc shared some good wisdom. You know, Doc's always going to have some words from the Bible on it. So he hit him with some proverbs. But I, I'm going to share a little bit about uh, my situation. So um, I have I have failed and I'm still not in the state of success just yet, but I am still like working towards something. Um, And I would say. I can't stop trying, you know, I have goals and I have dreams and I did have a spell where I wasn't doing my passion and it really bothered me and I didn't even realize how how it kind of took away from me because I wasn't working on my passion. And there's, you know, there's different reasons why, but, um, yeah, but I am now I'm working towards something right now. You know, I'm on the Mike DJ and doc show kicking in with some real cool people. You know, we got Brian, <laughs> Mike and doc. So I see big things happening. So I'm trying to stay consistent and balance things, work with my time management keep my family together <laughs> and other things of that nature. But what I, what I would tell you is um, as far as one of my failures was uh, back in high school. So as y'all know, I'm, I DJ a bit, but my main love was, was dancing. I'm an 80s kid, so pop locking, you know, robotting, and then Chicago footwork. That was my thing. And Joliet, we're a far off suburb from Chicago and very heavily influenced by Chicago. And they used to have these big groups. One of the main groups was House Somatics. They, they were huge. Like they would have at least 100 people in their group. So to, to, to tell you what, what Joliet has to do with any of this is because in high school, that first year of high school for me, they decided to put the sports together, the sports team, Joliet Central and Joliet West. I tried out for basketball. I liked it, but I didn't get in. You know, it was hard to get in when you're competing with two schools to try to make the team. So I wasn't the only one like that. It was a number of us. We all had other talents, though. There used to be talent shows that we would get in as different groups and go to the party. So we were like, man, let's start a group. And me personally, I wanted to be like House of Maddox. Wanted to get everybody united in Joliet that could footwork, that could break dance and dance at the school events. And not only that, I wanted to go compete against Chicago folks. You know, mm. I wanted to get in the mix. So we did that. It was me and a friend of mine. We started a group, made it a club organization of the schools, a West and Central. 
And it had a lot of hype in the beginning. But you know how every movie goes, man. Like, <laughs> stuff kind of made a turn. Just like Mike said earlier, uh, there, was some, there was some issues in some situations. Um, and I never really was involved with being on any team ever. So I was the leader of it. And I didn't really know how to manage that. The altercations, verbal uh, alter- altercations, and you know, some almost fist fights close to it. You know, um, arguments like, and weird things happening. Like we're we got the school to actually let us perform at an event, like a big event. They agreed to it. We just had to be right, be in our best behavior, and we. We had a routine that required partnership. And two of the key people that were supposed to be in the routine got arrested. So we had to, at the la- it was things of this nature. We had the last minute try to restructure the routine. Now, I gave that example because that's the kind of things I was dealing with and making a decision who can dance, who can't dance, who's faithful, who's not faithful. The one who danced really well ain't showing up at practice. The one who's not all that good is showing up at practice, but we need you to be able to do the moves <laughs> to perform. <laughs> so we're not out there looking crazy. So, <laughs> so I say the the group didn't last long. It did not blossom in the house somatics type stuff like I wanted it to. So that was a failure. I ended up, I, I ended up getting real depressed because I had other goals with that to help Joliet just be more positive and went away, went to school and started another group. Didn't even really want to go to college because colleges, it didn't, it wasn't really for me. The, the dance, the music, that's what I wanted to do. The only school that I thought at the time that came close to what I wanted to do was Columbia, but I couldn't get the ACT score to get into it. So I'm like, what do I do? Hmm. What, you know, Chicago footwork and breakdancing wasn't a major, (laughs) you know, anywhere, which is what I really wanted to do. So I ended up, after getting kicked out of one college, I went down to Alabama A&M and like, man, let me just dance one more time because I'm not really feeling this. I'm going to school for something I don't really care about. So I did that, and it, people went crazy because they never saw footwork, for one, and ended up starting another group. <laughs> <laughs> and that was going good. And then I saw some of the similar things from the high school group happen with the college group. This time, I'm a little bit more prepared. I can squash certain things, but now it's on a higher level because people are older, and it's college. You know, you don't have the cushion of you're going to act right because your parents <laughs> know yeah. mm-hmm. are going to uh, say something. So things didn't go as planned. My grades was terrible. Um, ended up getting depressed there too. And I just dropped out in a sense. Like when I say dropped out, I mean dropped it all. I was like, I ain't finna tell nobody I'm dropping out. I just left. So that was another failure. That was a quit failure in two instances. I quit school and moved away. And uh, in that sense, quit the group. The group tried to keep going, but that eventually 
uh, collapsed shortly after I left. So now let's get up to date. Now here's where those past failures helped mm -hmm. because all that time I believed in God, <laughs> but I wasn't really uh, living accordingly, especially not in college. Now things happen and I was down South. Now at this time I was in Georgia and everything was crumbling. I'm talking about lost my girlfriend, car broke down, all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Creditors coming after me. I don't know how I'm going to pay, make my end of the rent. Injury. I can't even do my job because I got like a hernia and all that. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is headed to homelessness. I'm not prepared for that. I don't know what, what to do. I can't keep up. I can't even make no money right now. So, and all this time, I'm actually reading the Bible. Even at AM, at towards the end of Alabama, I started reading the Bible and started reading Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. And my mom called me, you know, folks was praying for me. And my mom was like, talk to this guy. It was Pastor Corals, Bolingbrook Community Church. And he guided me. And man, I, I ended up coming home because I had to get surgery and I had no one really take care of me while I'm trying to recover from surgery. So, I'm home and I talk, get to talk with Pastor Coros and he prays for me. And then while I'm there, I'm in church and stuff when, you know, when I can. And I end up, uh, man, I got baptized. And that's when I actually joined a church. I never joined a church. Up until that point, I was like uh, not consistent. Like me and my mom would go here or there. And of course, when I was off on my own, because that's when I was a child. When I was a child, of course, me and my mom, we were here and there with church. But when I got out of school, I was hardly going. Like, I would go if a girl was dating. I was dating. Like, <laughs> she was like, oh, you, you getting drawn I'm into like, it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, baby, I'll go to church with you. <laughs> it was kind of like that. So doing that, now I'm actually to the point now I get baptized. Now I'm committed. But in my mind, Everything I did was wrong. Pastor Corals didn't teach that, but that was still embedded in my mind from going to the other churches in the past. Like, the music I listened to was wrong. The dance, everything's wrong. So, video games, all that's wrong. Now, I'm like, I love footwork, but there really isn't hardly such thing as a clean footwork track. How am I going to do my passion now? So I'm in church and I'm loving church, but at the same time, there's a part of me that was just dead. I'm just bored because I'm not like most guys where football is my my uh, thing in life. I mean, football is cool, but I don't get involved with the conversations. I try to just so I ain't left out, but I'm not a sports guy. So I'm like, man... What I'm finna do, man? I talk, I read the, I finished reading Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. And he actually, in that book, lets you know, like, your talents and skills can be used for God. And I talked to my pastor about it. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, for real? He's like, you can do it. So I'm like, okay, I can dance, but how finna dance and I ain't got no music to dance off of? Mm -hmm. So I, I get my money together. This I'm healed and recovered now. 
healed from the surgery. I get money together, and I, I'm like, man, I'm finna get, I'm finna make a Christian footwork track, mm-hmm. and I'm finna try to get folks to start uh, footworking for God. And I don't know nobody that's doing it, mm-hmm. you know. So I get my money together. I go to the studio, and his brother, he's got a studio in his house, and. I sample we uh we must praise by Jay Moss and we make a footwork track. And I did it at my church. Now, once I did that, there was other people that day that was like, man, I enjoyed that. That was good. That was powerful. So I started getting invited to other churches. Now here's where the group thing comes in. Here's where my second, with my third chance okay. <laughs> comes in at. Because now I'm going to different churches. And now these youth pastors are like, hey, we got this youth event. I need you to dance. So I'm now dancing by myself at different youth events. And I get over with a brother named Cracker Jack. He's a Christian rapper. So I would like be part of his act. But then he invited me to a church where uh, a sister by the name of Bethan, my homegirl, she went to this church called Spirit of God Fellowship in South Holland. And they have what's called Restoration Ministries which is all over South Holland and Harvard. Mm-hmm. Now, she invited me to an event to dance for their youth. And when I did that, this is the only time where I performed where somebody actually like gave the reaction I was hoping for. Because I was hoping somebody would come up and join me. I would always offer for people to come up and dance too, but nobody ever did until then. So one of the kids gets up and start dancing too. Now, one of the leads for the they had a mentorship a bible study group for young men one of the leads was like man bro i need you to get down with me so i want you to add your footwork to my bible study i'm like okay cool and lo and behold and that was my brother nick lee uh may he rest in peace we make a christian footwork group mentoring these young men and then it really started spreading we were going to different churches, just dancing and inviting kids. I was like, wow. I was like, man, this is really happening. Like, this is better. Like, I I got a guilt, not a guilty conscience, but like, I'm, I'm clear now. Because even the dances I would do, especially in the parties, it was vulgar. Mm-hmm. But like, now I'm like, I'm feeling really good because it's, it's clean, it's positive, it's helping people. And I can see that it's having a good effect with the kids. And it's actually adults. Not every adult, because some was still real traditional. They was like, you know, but it was actually uh, having a positive effect. Mm-hmm. And we were going around the Chicagoland area to different churches, so it was it was going it was going pretty smooth. And it started getting a little bit rough for me when Nick Lee, the uh, the uh, the guy who was on the Bible study, he was the mentor for him when he passed away. Because at first it was me and him together, working together, talking about how we're going to, uh, what lessons we finna teach the boys and where we finna take them. Mm-hmm. We was taking them to feed the homeless and everything. And he passed that, that right there. It hurt. It, it, it hurt. So now it's just me again, you know, trying to lead something. And now here's where it, it get kind of, get kind of, uh, I don't say, I don't want to say Rocky, but. I, I was having this at the same time during all this, like, like, man, 
I feel kind of awkward because they're, I'm, I'm loving that the kids is enjoying it, but I, I still feel like it's just me. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact that my age is way over them. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm with people, but at the same time, I'm not. I like the outsider again. Like when I'm in a room with guys talking about football. Like, man, you're a grown man dancing with these kids. So I started feeling kind of a certain way about that. Like, man, so I can't have, I don't have nobody up here. Mm-hmm. That's what I was, and I was longing for, for marriage, which I'm, I'm very happy about. And I didn't really put it in consideration, but family's first. And when I got married, I had to make a decision. Like, I'm tired because I'm driving to Harvey and driving to South Highland, living in Joliet. I'm working at ExxonMobil. At any given time, they forcing me, more so back then, even if we got a schedule event me, I got to take the boys to. And now, you know, I got a family and the duty is the house, duties of the house, got babies and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm just tired. I'm worn out. Like, I end up stepping away from it. And I was oh, like, no. I, did, I didn't really want to, but it's like, I can't really, like, man, I can't really do this and be there for my family at the same time. Cause I was getting frustrated mm-hmm. too. So that, that again oh. fell apart and I was home church duties and work. So the young ones got a little bit older. They're a little bit more independent now. COVID hit, gave me the opportunity to try something else mm-hmm. to where I might not be dancing but I'm able to talk with people who dance and produce feeling good about that I'm not force feeding people my beliefs but they get a little hint you know uh-huh. who I believe in and I, I, I respect and, and try to share my love with everyone so that's where I'm at now and things are going well it's progressing uh, with my and I'm not trying to plug myself but with the interviews that I'm doing and I'm thankful for that. So my whole deal is saying all that is to say, I'm not in the, in the state of success where I want to be, but I, I'm not going to quit quitting when I'm sitting still and I'm not doing my passion. It bothers me. Mm. So I don't even know where I was going with that, but uh, <laughs> so yeah. I just want to encourage everybody man, do your passion. Don't give up. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, man. Down through that that whole trail of life, that journey that you done came up through this far, how many people you done had a positive impact on that right now that could be doing some tremendous things that you may not know about, but like I said, because they had that moment or that time with you, could have turned their direction around to where they were going mm-hmm. and took them in a whole nother direction. And like you said, God is going to honor that. Like you said, when you say success, man, you don't, oh, you don't experience success. Anytime you, you help that many people, you don't experience success. Man, man, thank you, Mike. Because like I said, you got the power within you and you've been, you've been working it, man. 
Because like you said, you didn't come from up and down and up and still, you still hanging in there. And I think that's that's the key to it all. That's the key. It's don't quit. And like you said, what? The word says what? It'll make room for your gift. Gotta make room for your gift, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make room for it. Like you said, it's it's growing. Seeds that you done planted a long time ago are growing. Mm. We'll take one more quick break and then we'll be right back with there it is. Yeah, so we had a good discussion, y'all. But as always, our brother Doc is going to sum it up with, there it is. And today, as we dealt with failure, um, one of the wisdom keys about failure, failure can be one of the greatest teachers in life. We learn how to walk from falling. And I want to just encourage someone today that may feel like you're a failure. You may be listening to us from in behind a jail cell. You may be in a slump. You just may be in the dumps of life. Uh, some things that you expected didn't pan out the way you thought. And, um, and, and that's understandable. We've all been there. You know, we've all faced adversity. But the thing is, every day that God gives you is a brand new day to start over, to make a fresh new start. And, uh, you know, and that's just what you got to do. You got to realize that life is not over. And you can just close the chapter and just begin to write a new chapter in life. Because you're not at the end. You're still writing your book. As long as you got breath in your body, you know what I'm saying? And as long as you got the activity of your limbs, it's still in your right mind, you can still get up and start over again. And the rest of your life can be the best of your life. If you choose to not allow your current failure to be your your final, don't let your current failure be your final destination. And hey, there it is. All right. Thank you, Doc, for that word of wisdom. Again, everyone listening to us, if you have a question for Doc, DJ, and myself, please go to our website, MikeDJAndDoc.com. Or go to our Facebook page, leave us a comment, suggestion, or anything, or whatever you want to say to us. Uh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button while you're there and follow us. Now we are releasing new episodes on every 7th and 21st of each month. Next episode release date is July 21st. Again, that's July 21st. Be on the lookout for that. In closing, I want to leave you with this. Matthew 25 and verse 40 from the good news translation the king will reply i tell you whenever you did this for the one of the least important of these followers of mine you did it for me so i want to leave you with this question am i helping at least one person again am i helping at least one person am i making a difference in at least one person's life all right we thank you for listening 